So episode 99 of The Morgue, an official Course Feed podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Howdy, Tex. How's it going, man? man howdy, Arturo. Like, so if the buddies were here last week. They they saw us making a huge show out of, like, so much trailer content. So much you know? content. It was a lot of content. And so we're repeating that this week, except with, like, actual releases right like <laughs> yeah just, legit we have three feature presentations for you guys today it's a yeah. triple feature and yeah, it's a matinee we, we get yeah. kind of cheap for you guys right <laughs> Yo, yeah so we're just gonna jump right in uh so both of us saw uncharted which is a video game adaptation apparently this is something i didn't find out until like you know a while bit in but it the important like the notable thing is that it stars tom holland and mark Wahlberg, and it's directed by the guy who did the first venom ruben fleischer oh okay i didn't i wasn't aware of that but that makes sense as it's sony so yeah so you know uh just uh, just jumping off of my end, I liked it. I thought it was solid. You know, like yeah, it, I, I I think I think it's a little too long. Uh, like it's I, I like you really feel that length like right there in the middle. Yeah, but but Agreed. it's also an adventure movie, right? So I guess it's supposed to be like this big epic kind of long thing. Yeah, like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I also liked it. I agree. It, it it was a fun watch. It felt it did feel a little long because of all the characters and everything yeah, they had to explain and all going that stuff. On, right? Um, yeah. I never played the video games before. I know of the video Weird. games. Um, it honestly took me a little bit to kind of disconnect Peter Parker from Tom Holland for a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like he's. It's just like like that's just Tom Holland, you know, like like the way Peter Parker is just just seems to be how Tom Holland actually is, you know what I mean? So yeah, he, like it. So it, that took me a little bit, especially since he was jumping around doing Peter Parker Spider Man shit. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be a little hard right now. <laughs> yeah, because like you know, I I was gonna ask you about that because this is his. His first real test, like after the Spider Man, yeah, franchise, his first, you know. his first theatrical probable franchise because he's done a couple other things that um on streaming that are a bit more serious, a bit more darker in tone. But I haven't seen that stuff either. But this is his first outright like, hey, let's make you uh, an action star kind of thing, right? Right, yeah, because it's not it's it's one that's importantly not attached to like comic book shit. Yes. So like this is this is his first real test as an like you're right as an action hero and the the problem is it's going to be the transition to that action hero right cuz <laughs> like you we get a lot of like there's a lot of growing pains already but you know i i would say you know full spoilers but like there's not like a lot of things to actually spoil no like it's no it's i think it's kind of like if you've seen other movies like this you've seen this one exactly but but what this one does well is that it it does its stuff really well i guess if that makes sense right like what it does 
is like it, it's really physical like it's got a lot of practical effects and sets and like i think in terms of like cg i think it was really just the plain stuff that was like cg yeah the plain then. stuff with the um and the and the big ships as well in the sky and all that you know yeah but i liked how tangible everything was yeah like, you know, yeah the, the way keys fit into locks and the, the way they like turned and opened other locks and yeah then, like it, it, yeah, it was very it was very Legends of the Hidden Temple. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, what right? Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Yeah, like you know? like it was. That's why I think it was a really cool movie to watch, and because one, like the story, yeah, like it can get a little bit like muddy, but like it it still flows with the movie pace, right? So like, yeah, you get the I, story I, as the movie goes. So like, they're not stopping one hundred percent to explain a bunch of shit to you. Like you're getting shit explained that. As things go, you know, as, right. as they betray each other back and forth, you get more information. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but um, I did like it. It was fun. It was um, it was different. It was different than like because we've been bogged down by a lot of, you know, Marvel stuff action and like yeah, superhero right. action and sci-fi action. This is the first time I've actually sat in the theater and actually watched something that I don't think has any aliens in it for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? and like, you know, it's a dude doing stuff. Like, you know, he's doing like action hero stuff, but he's not like super confident. It's not like John Wick style. Yeah, It's not exactly. like, he's not like super assassin. Yeah, he's like really like, that. that's the other thing too. Like, they make this Nathan Drake guy like, uh, he comes alive in like the set pieces, really. So Tom Holland is a perfect choice for that. Yeah, agreed. You know, while he has growing pains as an actor, and like and looking at his face, you're like, oh, that's just Peter. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like the stuff he does is very like. They make him like a very clever character, you know, one like a, I guess like an Indiana Jones type. It's like it's a- exactly what it is, but. Without the, you know, professor background, pretty much. It's just yeah. Indiana Jones as a bartender. You know what? He's he's more like uh, Brendan Fraser in The Mummy. Oh, yeah. Like that, That's that exact type of character. That's you perfect, know, he's, yeah. He, he's not like, you know, yeah, he's good at what he does, but he's also not perfect at it. Yeah. You know, so he makes a lot of sloppy mistakes, but like they end up working for him. And like, it's just a lot of fun. Like, I think... Yeah, it was fun. That's what it yeah, was, dude. I think it's, it's long, but like, if you catch it on TV... On like a this is the Sunday afternoon watch, you know what I mean? One hundred and ten percent. Yeah, like this is this is it because like by the end of it, I was all in. I was like, "Yo, this is great!" Like, there's like a pirate ship. And yeah, like, me too. <laughs> it was it was really fun, and then also Mark Wahlberg was pretty awesome too in the movie, man. Oh, dude, like at man, first, I was like, like yeah. w- w- before I sat down, I was like, "Oh, it's Mark Wahlberg, whatever." But then I was like, "Oh, like after like through the course of the movie, his character just got better and better." Yeah, I, I think that's what the main issue, though, was, right? Like, at the end of the day, was, like, I I kind of wish they got to the fun stuff sooner, you know? Cause yeah. When, when the two of them, like, are finally, like, kind of friends. On the same like, page, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, word. Friends isn't the right word, but, like, that's... It's fun. Like, they have a really good dynamic, you know? And I want to see more of that play out. And I guess... Like, I guess I'm down for another one, right? What do you think? Yeah, listen, like, I'm down for another one. They just have to make sure they, you know, just make it tight, you know? Like, yeah, we know the yeah. characters already. We know, you know, like, I, you know what it is, though? Like, with these kinds of movies with, like, Indiana Jones stuff and any kind of movie that has the same kind of theme going on about, like, oh, there's a treasure or there's a history or something, like, it takes a lot of time, depending on who does the movie. It takes time to properly, you know, 
go into the history of whatever they're looking for. You're right. It's you know a lot I mean? of exposition. Yeah. So like, like, yeah. Th- like this movie did a good job of sprinkling everything in fr- from the very you know get-go when he was in the museum with his brother when they were younger and they showed that map and then they connected that back to that when he was in Wahlberg's house and then like that just kept everything going. Like a lot of times that kind of history gets bogged down because – like, for instance, it started getting there when um, Antonio Banderas was just talking too much, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like him and his father back and forth. I'm like, okay, like, this is like, like, I get, like, I get what's going on. I get that, yes, it had to have happened because you had to see the the dynamic between the father and the son. But, like, like that's the shit that was just boring. I'm like, you spend a lot of time with that stuff. You could have easily kind of tightened up that character development Without having to go through all these d- different scenes in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, I, I think it's what it is. Like, you're, it, it needs to get to its things quicker. Yeah. Instead of like, yeah, it's got this story, but it's also not like as grand as it thinks its story is. Yeah. You know, I, if that makes any sense. Yes. Right? Like, it, it feels like it wants to be bigger than what it is, but like, that's what sucks too, because like that part of the story kind of bogs it down. Because then when you get to the fun stuff, it's super fun. Like, uh, there was, like, a bar fight in, like, the middle of the movie. And, you know, Tom Holland is using his bartender skills. Uh, Tom Holland. See, there you go. <laughs> Nathan Drake, quote, unquote. Peter Parker, using, you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's using his bartender skills and, like... You know, there's one scene where he's like drinking out of a bottle, and you're like, "Oh, maybe he's just getting." You know, that's just a fun little yeah thing, right? Like, like, but no, like he's using it to for like, fire to spit fire. Yeah, yeah, like that's creative stuff. I liked all that, but then you're right when you think about the rest of the story, it's like, oh, it turns it into a wait for it instead of like, a, oh yeah, go yeah, check it out, right? yeah, like it should have stuck more to to the story of Sam and 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 Nate. I think uh, instead of having, yeah, I understand. You had that other family with Antonio Banderas who eventually got killed anyway. Um, right. So he, he really didn't matter in the yeah. grand scheme of things. I, yeah, I was going to say spoilers, but like, which, yeah, you kind of see it. Right? Which is which is the annoying <laughs> part. Like, why are we investing time in here? You yes. know, if we clearly yes. – if he doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? But like, I guess they, they just had a big story, I guess, you know? That, you know what? And maybe that's a problem from the video game. Like, I, that's exactly I where I was going with that, yeah. Yeah, I've never played it. You've never played it. So, like, maybe that was – they felt like they had to cram. Like, maybe this is the game's – like, the first game's story. They had to put it in there. Yeah, so, like, what's funny about that, it's like I think I have seen that ship thing in the air oh, in the, some the, kind of cutscene or something before. Wow, okay, well – because listen, like, like where else are you gonna fucking think about that and actually execute it properly than in I a video mean, game, right? Seeing it for the first time in the movie, like that's it was awesome. legit. That's like, awesome. That was yeah. so dope. So like, <laughs> if the buddies at home, if you played these games, maybe you'll think of it. Maybe you'll think of the movie differently. But like, as as just a movie that you and I watched, I'm like, yeah, go check it out. Like it's it's a wait for it. So check like check it out when it's like yeah, it'll hit up streaming in a month. Yeah, honestly, I would say pay the rental fee. Like I would. I would say pay to rent it. It's worth that, you know, like, cause you got to see Peter Parker. It's a fun watch. Like Like, legit. It's a fun watch. It's definitely, you can see that he's trying to separate himself from Spider-Man. Yes. It's very fucking hard. Okay. As Tobey Maguire. Okay. Yeah. And it's not, not completely successful yet. Yeah. And, and also on top of that, it's, it's after such a great 
performance and no way home you, you're so right this you know two months out dude right? like this is why no like i went to the theater i'm like wait a minute if i watch spider-man again no no this is not <laughs> spider-man but then i was like damn should, should i go watch spider-man it's playing just across the theater over there yeah because then like you then it reminds you that this isn't peter parker you know because you get so many like shirtless tom holland scenes so you know kudos to that if you're down for that go for it like it's another reason to see it you he's know? getting but, jacked he is that's what it is he's trying to turn it into that action hero so like, yeah dude good luck to him i want to see what he does in a sequel you know what i mean like uh i'm down for uncharted 2 yeah you know, fuck it, no man. idea no idea what to look for but i'm down know. for anything tom holland does like like yeah. he legit is one of my favorite actors um in recent memory i don't it's been a while i, I remember i was uh, talking to you off air about this uh subject like a, a while ago i think we spoke about it too that like right. the modern actor like there's no more like uh yeah like, there's no more tom cruises there's, there's no, no more tom more, cruises you know like you went to the theater to see a tom cruise movie you know you went to the theater to see a tom hanks movie brad pitt movie george clooney you know like yeah. fucking clint eastwood even you know like these big names you know like now you have it's like I can only compare it to wrestling because those guys seem like to be like in the top a, a, a WWF kind of shit, and these yeah, new actors right. are like they're, in the indie scene the, you don't know of, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're in the like they're in the legend spots. Yeah, legit. Those, like, like like now there's so many actors out there, um, and you know, and good for them. A lot of them are doing good work, but there's nothing that stands out. Like Marvel, for instance, did their best to kind of bring that back a little bit um, by using good actors and then just. You know, uh, um, putting them in so much shit, completely catapulting them to that. Like, yo, I want to see a Robert Downey Jr. movie, even though Sherlock Holmes was whack. You know what I mean? Like people like, oh, we got to see it. Iron Man's in it. No, 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 no. no. Let's make let's keep it in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But this is what they did. Like for people like um, Chris Hemsworth and and Tom Hiddleston and uh, and and Chris Evans uh, to me was mage before that. But whatever, like in all these other characters, like now they're like household names because of Marvel. It's not because of like other movies, but like back in the day, it was the Tom Hanks's, you know, with the Forrest Gump and the Philadelphia's and everything else he did. You you knew these actors. So I'm hoping hoping Tom Holland can be one of those actors now that because now his name is so out there, you know? Yeah, we're hoping Tom Holland is Tom Holland and yes. not Peter Parker. Yes, you know? exactly. So here, here there are some growing pains. Be my oh, new like, Tom Cruise, because you know what yeah. I mean? He, he can do it. Like, that's the other thing, too. Like, you can't say he's not trying his best, either. I'm not yeah, gonna, no, he's like, trying. Like, you know, his action's good. His fucking, like... His acting's like fine. Like I don't know what what else you can expect more like, yeah. from. But you know, I I guess uh, speaking of the WWE, right? And, like, <laughs> yeah, <I guess>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the WWE and legend status and like you know trying to make the transition, all of this stuff wraps into yeah, the next very big, true, very true. Next Good big point. Feature presentation, right? Like uh, so. Peacemaker, uh, we we have been sitting on this one on HBO Max, waiting for the episodes to finish the run, and now now we're through with season one, officially confirmed for season two already. Ah, uh, um, I'm gonna throw yeah, I'm gonna throw it to you. Yeah, to, uh, I'm throw um, it to you first, I Pedro. thoroughly enjoyed the show. I binged the first seven episodes, I think it was, because I was behind. But and and Tex was like, oh, the the finale is coming. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me start watching this shit up because right. unlike. Unlike uh, Netflix shows, these are weekly, like on Amazon, they're they're weekly shows. So unfortunately, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, because binging stuff is very taxing. But like this was 
I binged it and I just wanted to keep watching it just because it was such it was such a good flow to things. Um, I'm not sure of the weekly view text. I think you can give me like a different perspective on that. But binging it, it flowed very well, honestly, to the point where I'm like, oh, like this should have been like just a little movie or something, you know? Yeah, like uh, so I watched it like the boys model. You okay. know how you know how the boys they dropped like the first three episodes mm-hmm. and it was like this own like same thing with Peacemaker. The first three episodes are its own like mini arc thing setting up the rest of the, the season. And so I watched those first three back to back to back, and then that's when I caught up. So I was like, oh, okay, so now I got to watch them weekly. And as a weekly experience, I think it was like I think it was fine. Like you know, it's it's a it was a good like it was a good thing to look forward to every week. Like oh, there's a new uh, there's a new Peacemaker episode, so I would just check it out. You know, so like it's fine though. But then, like, <laughs> I guess like getting into it, right? Full spoilers here too. Um, it's fine. Like it's, it, fine. it's yeah. just yeah. Like I want to say more, but at the same time, it's, it's just like okay. It was a, yeah, it was it was a solid experience every week. Yes, but then the rougher edges started to stand. It out was more. fun, but it was over the top fun. You know what I mean? Which can get yeah. tiring. So yeah, a lot of stuff is done. Is a, a lot of stuff is very obnoxious in there. You know, a lot of the jokes are very obnoxious yes. jokes. A lot of the yes. a lot of the shit that happens in there is very like immature, like teenage shit. You know, like that's that's James Gunn, though. Which, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But like James Gunn is good in movie formats, not in show that's, formats. That's, that's the thing that yeah, I just that experienced. Is, you know, yes. as a movie, sitting down for a couple of hours in a theater or watching Suicide Squad at home, whatever, it's fine because you know it's a start and an end to it. The show has fucking eight episodes to it, and and like a lot of it is very James Gunny. Like there's too much. Too many musical cues, in my opinion. There's like so like, many, so much fucking shitty glam hair metal tracks used in the fucking show. That <laughs> because that's Peacemaker's very music, which is cool. It's fine. I get it. Like that was that's what kind of you know just makes them happy or whatever. But like it was like all the fucking time, every episode, bro. Yeah, like chill, uh, for, bro. Like fucking yeah. calm down with that shit. For example, there are a lot of these montages that are like both you know both sides of a conflict setting up for like a thing and so it would just start a song and it'd be like be a good solid few minutes of like the song playing and then we watch like all the stuff happening in like slow motion and stuff yep. like that and like okay the first time it, like the first time it happens i'm like oh this is like i'm like i was into it and that's in the first three episodes i was like i was into it and played that six feet under song and i was like cool like they're getting ready for a little battle or whatever and then like then it happens again in like episode five and you're like, Oh, okay. This is, this is fine. And then it happens again in like episode like seven or some shit. You're yeah. Like, oh. you're like, yeah. Oh, like every time they had to like come together for something yeah, and, and execute a plan, it was a fucking montage. Like, come yeah. on, man. And like, that's, I guess, I guess we like, we've answered our question, right? It's like, this is, there's such a thing as like too much James Gunn. It really, you know? it, re- it really is like, his stuff doesn't work in a week to week show format. Like, yeah, it's like, not long form. Yeah, no. the story, like the actual core story, works just fine. But that core story, like, didn't need eight episodes to fucking execute. You could have definitely done it in like four. But yeah, I think a four episode limited series would have been dude. That would have been just one. fine, man, because it was just like a bit much. And then, like, I liked John Cena, but I think the material he was given 
was just obnoxious. You know, like they were like, yo, here's what we have for Peacemaker. Make it work. You know what I mean? Right. Because yeah, there's no real voice for Peacemaker. Like James Gunn made that. Actually, James Gunn allowed John Cena to make the Peacemaker voice in Suicide Squad, right? So there's not much else, but that's all he has. So it's all very, you know, dick and butt jokes. Fucking, you know. Yeah. You know, gay jokes here, like... And that's that's what I mean, like, that's fine, there, but there's also, like, um, there's a limit to, to how much I'm willing to to sit through, you know? And, like, I bet, like, I bet it came out in the binge more, where, you're like, all that stuff kind of hits you harder, because you're like, oh, man, another one, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, that's, you know, that's what's complicated, too, because, like, on the one hand, it's super cool that, like, DC gave him so much freedom. We've talked about this in the past, where it's like... Yo, they're willing to let him do whatever he wants. And he's gone on interviews, like several interviews saying, yeah, they let me just do whatever I want with it. So like, kudos to that. But at the same time, there is such a thing as like too much, you know, we, yeah. we've talked about that before too, right? Where you yeah, let the have. creator go a little too far with stuff and you're like, okay, like maybe we should edit it just a little bit, like rein it a little bit in, but like. Yeah, you're right. I, like you can tell he had a f- full creative reign over everything. Like, right. Th- there was no scaling back the James Gunn of it all. You know what I mean? Also, that being said, I think the same goes for John Cena, in my opinion. Like, I like John Cena as an actor. Ooh. I like all the different things he does. As Peacemaker, he was cool and everything. But I don't know, man. Like, it was just, it was too much Cena. Yeah, I. that's the problem, too. Because, like, it, it really shows, like, his weaknesses, like, as a performer. Yes. You know? And, and, like, while he does some really, like, I'm not going to front about that either. There are some moments in Peacemaker where I'm like, wow, this is fucking great television yeah you know agree like um you know there's a scene where he's like crying to himself like he plays the record and he's like you know breaking down all the shit's happening around him you know what i mean and i'm like that's good stuff because that's a good james gunn scene too because there's comedy right after that but then like there are those long comedic things that he made like those long uh, quote-unquote comedic rants that he makes peacemaker go on right like these these like tarads that go on for like 30 seconds like way a beat a beat way too long it doesn't even like, oh. hit though either you know yeah because you're like yo this is obviously a lot of improv but then like this is like i'm like this is the edit you went with like this is the cut you went with you didn't like it was probably worse <laughs> it was they, they probably had worse than that so they probably- <laughs> yeah so it's like is it and i know john cena can be funny he's been funny in like some good shit you know but then like so is it the material or is it John Cena? What, um, what do you think? Like, I've seen – this is the thing. I don't think it's Cena only because I've seen him do things with different range and work just right? fine. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it's the character and the material. Like I, yeah. it's, a, it's a, what, a B-level, C-level rogue right. um, from DC. I don't even know who who's his direct opposition, honestly. You know? Well, like, I, Whose I, I rogue gallery does he fall in? I, I think he dealt with it already, like uh, with the white dragon and shit like that. And no, no, no. Robert, no. You know, uh, I mean, Peacemaker himself. Whose rogue gallery is he in? I don't know. I, I don't know. Right? Like this. I don't know. Right. So that being said, like it's not like it's Joker or um or a. Or Harley Quinn or somebody directly tied to Gotham or Metropolis. You don't know where the fuck this guy is. So I think that alone makes – they gave 
gun free reign on that character specifically because it's so like fuck cares about peacemaker you know so he did his thing and kind of went over the top cena did the best he could i think with what he was given because it's a fucking goofy character bro and then the helmet doesn't help you know the fucking the 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 colors don't help cena's like cena's an action figure like he looks like an action figure every single day of his life so like like just having too much of that you know and and not having much of the human side of chris of of Chris Smith, because when he was outside of the costume, Cena showed his chops, like in the hospital, yeah. you know, with hardcore. Um, um, when he was not in action mode, Cena showed what he could do. Yeah, even that thing with Eagly. Yes, like even oh. that fucking thing with his eagle. And, I love like, Eagly. Yeah, like your shout outs to Eagly, right? But like, you're you're so right that like John Cena has the look. He he has the chops. It's just like maybe this isn't you know. Uh, Peacemaker wasn't the standout character of Suicide Squad, you know? No, he, he wasn't. He's not the one I wanted to see more of. I wanted to see more of Ratcatcher 2 or, you know... Which, or, th- there's a show, I think, uh, coming up for Ratcatcher as well, I think. Well, I, kudos, I heard about uh, that. I would love that. I would absolutely love it. Kudos. We need to see more of her. Uh, she, you know, and that's the thing, like, you then you start to recognize the, the James Gunn stuff. You're like, oh, okay, because he's already the whack, like a wacky character in Suicide Squad. Yeah. You have to make him more of the straight man and put him against like someone who's wackier. Yeah, like vigilante. vigilante. And vigilante's great. Like, yeah, that's, that's a good character. Like, vigilante's a great character. He's like that guy. I've never. I don't think I've seen him in anything. I, I haven't seen him in anything either. Yeah, you know, I'm blanking on his name, but like kudos to him. He's great. I want to see more of him. You know, but like we didn't get more of the human stuff until like yeah, it's sprinkled in, but it's not until the end where you're like, oh, now we're getting the the human Chris. Yeah, now we're getting like, but by that point, but but at that point, it's like all right, that's uh, all right. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know, uh, putting my final cap on Peacemaker. Like I'm good. I'm going to, like, when, as soon as they said season two is happening, I'm like, oh, no, that was yeah. before I saw the finale. So I was like, oh, man. Yeah, so- I have a problem with, like, <laughs> yeah. with that season two because season one wasn't really a season, man. Like, it was, it felt just like, um, you know, like how comic books have these little branch off arcs. You know, and That's then very, it, yeah. it, it lives in that moment in time. Then it's done and it gets back to the main story again. You know? Yeah. You're um, so right. It, it just feels like that. Like, I don't need more of this. Like, I, I don't need more of this. I don't think anyone needs more of this. In fact, like, I kind of wish now thinking it'd be cool if it would have gotten like a rig flag show, man. You know? Yeah. It seems like, like a- there's a lot of stuff there that could have um kind of gone down, especially since James Gunn found a way to tap into like Joel Kenneman's like good side of his you know of his acting and his skills because flag was dope in the new suicide squad flag was kind of forgettable in the first one but like i i enjoyed flag i i would have liked to see like a flag thing and then maybe peacemaker comes in as like a like a tertiary character you know what i mean because yeah, you need him for yeah. some skill or something he is not the kind of person you want to hinge a whole fucking show on like i would rather have the show like revolved around hardcore and leota and um and what's his face? The guy. Like, it, yeah. it would have been cool if it primarily focused on them, right? Because then the budget would have gone down a little bit. You could have put some crazier shit in the background. But I think I would have found that more interesting to see how they do their shit. Like, it'd be cool to see them do, like, like missions and operations with Mern even. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah like, a, like a Suicide Squad 
Ed but like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right? type Suicide Squad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's so black ops, you know? Like the whole Amanda Waller thing is all black ops. So like like that's a show in and of itself, honestly, man. Yeah. Um, especially because you were able to get fucking, you know, uh, Viola Davis in there, you know, for a, a couple of uh, cameos there. Like yeah. use her wisely, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> I, you know, that's what the other waste. thing, right? Like, what a waste. Uh, you know, you get her for like 30 seconds and that's what you do. But I, I guess, you know, what sucks about season two is that I was hoping for like an end end. And you kind of get that with the season finale. Where yeah, like, yeah, Jace, adjacent, adjacent, you know, cause like, you know, there's, there's some setup about where they can go in the future, but like at the same time, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I didn't care about Peacemaker before. I watched it because John Cena was in it and James Gunn was involved. Right. The character Peacemaker never, like, I didn't, like, he he worked well in the Suicide Squad because he was working up against um, uh, uh, Bloodsport, right? Yeah. Um, And that was a good dynamic with Idris Elba, which is a great actor. So a great actor with a solid actor like Cena working back and forth worked well, you know? Right, yeah. You know, that's the other thing too, right? Like James Gunn says he, you know, he's working on season two already. He's got some other like DC projects, like ideas in mind. And then, so in my head, I'm like, just make the movie, bro. Yeah, just make <laughs> movies, right? Just, just make, make the movie. Movies. Stop with this show shit. Like maybe, maybe, just maybe, like HBO or like the contract he had signed with Warner or something had that involved where he would put an idea onto a show for their streaming platform for you know for right. viewership so maybe right. that was the thing and this is why he was like yo fuck it let's pick peacemaker and make this shit crazy you know so if that was the case i understand it but still you know it's, it's okay to scale back your genius a little bit sometimes you know what i mean yeah it's it's okay to get a collaborator you know like yeah we're, we're, yeah i'm like it's okay for someone to tell you no it, it is perfectly okay for a, a businessman at fucking w to be to be like you know what let's let's not you know? let's not do this let's go a different yeah, route <laughs> yeah let's, let's think about another thing right let's, stick to the script please and, like, and that's fine like it's okay to have that every once in a while i'm not saying you know full control like marvel shit because that's probably why he loves dc so much and honestly after Guardians 3, I wouldn't be surprised to see James Gunn just take off completely with Warner That Bros. being you know? said, that being said, Tex, Marvel does a good job of making sure everybody stays on track because <laughs> they have a story to tell. They have well, a yeah. destination to get to. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yes, Marvel has that control because it's like, yo, we have this fucking story. We have this vision. And this is right. kind of what you got to fucking, you know, what you got to roll with, you know? With DC... It's like we spoke about last week, right? Like, there's no continuity yeah. in DC. So, so they gotta, yeah. They have yeah. to just fuck it, you know? Joker, you wanna do some crazy radar shit? Fuck it. James Gunn, you wanna do some crazy radar shit? Fuck it. Like, you know, you're, Matt Reeves, you wanna do some long ass Batman movie? Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, you know what? That's what it is with DC, bro. Yes, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> and, like, you know what? With all the good that comes with it, all the bad also comes with it, right? So, oh, my goodness. I mean, I'll take a Peacemaker over, like, a fucking... I don't know. I was going to compare it to, like, one of the Marvel shows, but, like, uh, you know... The Marvel uh, shows have been pretty good lately, so... Yeah, um, so... But again, but again, those Marvel shows are serving a higher purpose. 
Like yeah. there's like see, that's the thing with Marvel that that DC doesn't have, and it's very hard for them to kind of ground something. Not ground it. In, I mean, in reality, but ground it in terms of having it um, be successful. You know what I mean? Um, right. That like because there's no story to follow anymore. There's no like higher purpose for these characters. So you're, you're right. just kind of yeah. throwing them on there for everybody, which is listen, it's cool to see a Peacemaker show, like a random beat, like fucking Captain Boomerang show, whatever the fuck you want to do with these B fucking Row Gallery guys. Like that's cool and everything. But like at the end of the day, you're not giving us anything really. Like you're right. You see, like they at the, at the end of Peacemaker, don't ultimately matter, right? Ex- Outside of like themselves. exactly at the end yeah. of Peacemaker, after all, the whole show went down it's like first of all one of those bugs stayed alive i would have killed the shit out of that fucking bug right right second of all like one of the best deaths in the movie a hardcore's death wasn't even a fucking death man so like that kind of diminishes her role kind of because her role legit was to be like that enforcer she was the one with the fucking fighting skills of like in the whole group besides peacemaker obviously yeah then you get leota like coming into her own at the end so like that's it's natural for her then to become like the new team leader you know moving from that point forward exactly so that would have been harcourt's way out and like yeah you're right so that was such a good death too she done very well (laughs) i i guess like with peacemaker you're right because there's no there's no draw to it outside of it just being a peacemaker show. Yeah, and if that's if that's something you're interested in, cool, go watch it. But for me, like just thinking about in terms of everything you've said about you know, and then my own experience, I would say honestly, if you haven't seen it yet and you're not curious about peacemaker at all, you're good. Just stay, yeah, stay away <laughs> from it, right? Like. Yeah, you're good. Like, listen, like, it would have been cool if at least, like, to set shit up, let's say you wanted to do something. Let's say Gunn did have a plan. Let's Why not sprinkle in fucking one of the guys from the movie, you know? Like, one of the other yeah. guys, like, as a help. Like, either, I don't know. But you can, there's a way where you could have tied things a little bit more together. Like, for instance, like, uh, like I was saying, a, a rat catcher show. Why not just throw her in one of the fucking episodes just for shits and giggles? I don't know. There was something there that could have been done a bit better, in my opinion, than just let him go crazy. Like, you know, instead, I think all he wanted to do was tell a, a fucking joke about Aquaman fucking fish. I think that was yeah. his endgame, dude. <laughs> yeah, and, like, that got old real quick. And, like, that's the thing. It, it's the thing where it's, like, I appreciate the fact that WB and DC let him do what he did, you know, in terms of like how many characters he he like brings up in the canon, how many like jokes he makes about whatever. But at the same time, like it's all thinking about what you said too. It's like it's all kind of nothing. Like yeah. it's all kind of just like if you wanted more Peacemaker, you got it, and if you don't, um, you're good. And that's the like, problem with DC now, man. Especially now that Marvel is 100% back on top of their game. Yeah. Um, with Doctor Strange 2 especially to, coming out. Yeah, to be honest, like, before I was like, oh, why do I gotta watch everything to watch everything else? But now that I'm watching something completely on its own, I'm like, uh, I wish it was connected, because it's like, otherwise I wasted... Otherwise... Like, exactly. Otherwise, why am I watching this? Because yeah. we watch Loki, we watch Wanda, um falcon and winter soldier um what other show they had on yeah i think they had a fourth or whatever but yeah and those you know they're not great shows but you know you you make it through and you're like okay yes because they tied like 
the Wanda show tied up her story, you know, right. and then gave us more to look forward to in her shit. A uh, Loki for sure gave us a lot to look forward to with Kang and the multiverse stuff. A uh, Winter Soldier did his thing by uh, by making Falcon officially the new Captain America. Like right. that stuff adds to what's going on right now, right? And then oh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye yes, of course brought Hawkeye, back yes. Kingpin and uh, added um Kate Bishop into the world. So they're setting up for this young Avengers thing coming up in the in, in the near future while also setting up this multiverse crazy shit going on on top of that we don't know what the fuck thor and the guardians of the galaxy are doing yet so there's so much going on and this is why we tune into those marvel shows it's like yeah we might not be like oh i don't want to watch wand and vision but fuck it let me just see what's up you know what i mean like you're so fucking it brings us in because there's a there's an overall picture there's a bigger picture to everything a story that we want to follow this is why i watch wrestling for the stories i want to follow the story you know what i mean like with peacemaker there's nothing after it you know season two for what like what do you like you've said everything you needed to say about peacemaker with this one yeah yeah his his story is not one I want to keep following. Yeah, but you know what else I don't want to keep following? Tex? <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, folks. Yo, um, yo. The, the brand new vision of Texas Chainsaw Massacre was just released this past Friday on Netflix. Um, and let me tell you, man, I don't know why they bothered. Honestly, I don't know why they bothered. I don't know why they bothered. Right and on. I am not the only one feeling like this. It's been uh, fucking... God, it's been trashed, dude. dude like, like, it's been It's been trashed so much. When I see a positive review, I have to comment, what did you like about it? Because I just want to know, you know? Because <laughs> I think everyone in, in all my little, like, you know, horror communities that I'm in completely just it's so disappointed with this movie wow. man you know what it's rare you get something like that across the board yes it, dude because, yeah. dude i thought again you had your marks like oh this was better than this i'm like listen like but the majority of the of the people that actually comment that i'm like okay this guy knows what he's talking about or she knows what she's talking about they dude they were so disappointed with this movie and it Honestly, like, I, I, I fall right in line with it. Like, the only reason I gave it a four was because the gore itself was awesome, in my opinion. That first kill um, kind of just made the movie for me in terms of gore. Um, just seeing the fucking guy snap the guy's wrist and use the guy's wrist bone to just stab him in the neck. That was just everything I needed. But, folks, it's downhill from that point on. Let me just say yeah. it right there. Like, you get introduced to these shitty-ass characters off the bat, and you're like, fuck, what am I walking into? You legit think you're seeing the remake of fucking Friday the 13th, or you're seeing a remake of Wrong Turn, or you're seeing a remake of um of any of these other fucking movies that you have these young kids going up to the, like, the redneck area. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was so, so, like, fuck, dude. Yeah, like. Uh, frustrating. So- Go check out in our archives. We we've actually watched two Texas Chainsaw movies recently. Uh, the o, the OG one, the very first one, and the one from two thousand three. Way so, better than this one. Way better than this one. So like, so this one, uh, it kicks off with like, so the story this time is like these. I guess they're. It doesn't uh, make I, sense. That's why yeah, you can't figure it out. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they're supposed to be millennials because millennials are our age now. They're like they're in their thirties and forties. Yeah, but we're not going to a fucking ghost town to buy the whole thing to start a new fucking. It's like oh, you know, this is what people uh, who want to get away from the city like. What you're gonna buy? What that's what I'm saying. These are like the Zoomer types, I guess. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm trying to figure out like what the age range is, but 
point is, yeah, they're they're trying to buy like this old fucking like the the te- the town from the original one. Yeah, the was, town of Harlow. Yeah, they're trying to buy Harlow, trying to outright buy it, and yes. like, turn it turn it into like some kind of like community for themselves. Like what? And, You're gonna make fucking Williamsburg, Brooklyn, the middle of Texas or something? Like yeah, what the fuck are you the, trying to do, so bro? That that doesn't make sense oh, at all, man. And then like. That's the problem is that we're supposed to be like these are supposed to be the like the protagonists, I guess. Like they're supposed to be the ones we like the survivors or whoever they're trying to like. And and then there's this other thing with like they they end up first crossing Leatherface in the first place by like kicking out his mom and kicking them out of their house because they owned, they thought they owned a deed to it or some shit like that, right? Like, I'm trying to remember the story. <sighs> All right, so, it's so okay. Fucking- <laughs> All right, so unfortunately, I have a good memory. Um, okay. uh, so I- I'm just going to start g- giving a list of my negatives in a chronological no, order of no, the movie. This so, like, this isn't even, yeah, like, so, like, this uh, isn't even important. That's dude, like, like, the, like... Okay, so off the bat, the characters, man, they, as you mentioned, Tex, like, are we supposed to like these people? Like, yeah, like even when, yeah. even when they're at that gas station and they first meet Richter, they have to like make a comment like that. Oh, who, like, you know, who carries a gun? How how small does his dick have to be? I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? We're, yeah, we're supposed to like you, and you're talking shit about somebody you don't even know. Like, yeah, so, like what like, year go, are we in, dude? Go in the go in the archives again for we we talked about Wrong Turn twenty twenty one. Go check out that review because uh, in that movie they do the same thing where you know it's like these liberal, super liberal quote unquote characters who are like, oh, you know, I'm. I'm in Texas and uh, everybody's got a gun and I don't do guns or whatever. But like, then they're also landlords. <laughs> this is why it's then, so confusing, Tex, because they're, they're also like, like the whole, this is why the story is just like, because like, it makes no and sense. Then like the, the main girl, like she was involved in a school shooting. And I'm like, why would you add that layer? Cause it doesn't like, that doesn't go anywhere outside Dude. of the fact that, like, she ends up using a gun later. Like, I'm like, um, what? Tex, like, it just hurts to think about that because it's just there are no good characters in this movie. None. Like, like none whatsoever. And, and they and they honestly, like, the worst mistake they did was bring back the character of Sally Hardesty into the fold. Like, for, listen. For no reason. Like, it's like she, she literally has no role in the story either. Like, yo, like. Listen to me. Listen. Sally Hardesty, supposedly after her encounter and trauma with fucking quote-unquote Leatherface, right, um, she spends her life dedicated to, to you know, fighting crime, becomes a ranger. Like, I don't think that would be entirely true. She came out of a huge traumatizing experience. And, and then when – if you want to believe that thing, she comes across him and she f- fucking stops. She freezes. Like, yeah, I'm which, like, wait a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. You spent all this time. This, this is what you've been waiting for. And then you just freeze. Yeah. They like, did the Laurie Strode thing. But like the the difference between Laurie Strode. Uh, we've talked about this when we were talking about the trailer. Go go check out that one. But so the difference between her is that she's not a final girl. She was just a survivor, which is because that's not the movie Texas Chainsaw was. No. Texas Chainsaw literally was just 70 minutes of a dude killing people. You know? Yeah. And like. 
and like that was good we we've talked about this a lot where it's like that was fine for its time but then now now they're trying to treat it as like this big reverent story with this big history you know because this is the sequel years after the original yeah it's, it's uh like, it's it's bad man no, yeah there's no like there's no mythology here yeah it's no just, like like i said i don't like the fact that they brought back sally um, I don't know how our boy uh, another face ended up in an orphanage because last time I checked, he was holed up in a house in the country, which in the post credits he walks to. Um, yeah, which that that doesn't make sense. I don't either. understand. How did you end up in a fucking orphanage in the town? Because he's in the town. Like, yeah, he's like, literally in one of the the houses, and that's why you know. Like, I don't understand that. How did you end up there? Then, even if you go back to the whole lore of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, you didn't even see a fucking town of Harlow. It was just focused on that house in the country. It was right? just the house, yeah. like. Texas Chainsaw 2 from Toby Hooper, like, 10 years later or whatever it was, it was out in the fucking highways of, of Texas in some, like, abandoned desert land. Like, where are we getting this orphanage from? Like, I don't understand that because every um, Texas Chainsaw iteration, they would never include an orphanage. It was all about family. They wouldn't give anybody up to an orphanage. Like, like they would keep him in the house and then one of the relatives would be the one staying there whether this is what i thought originally happened in the trailer i'm like why are they going into this lady's house right and i'm like no it's yeah, no wonder no, they're going the movie, into it it's, it's a fucking they're, orphanage they're trying to like because it's they have the deed for it they're yeah because it's part of the property picking, like yeah, it, which, it's one of the the buildings in the town yeah, that was part and, of the sale the, town, the whole town thing too is dumb because it all looks like this big movie set which is really bad. oh my god dude yeah, it's legit like like you were driving clumps, to a hollywood set of, right yeah it's clumps <laughs> of buildings in like one little patch of dirt right so it's a hollywood set and like they don't go to any of the houses so no electricity right work, no internet yeah. like what the fuck are you guys doing out there yeah that's the other thing too it's like it's such like a weird reason to bring them out you know and then and then on top of that, you make them so unlikable. You know, oh, like they're there's every single one of them, even like the main girl you're supposed to root she's for. She's not right? likable either, dude. Yeah, it's because she's not that great of an actress. No. Either. So none know, of them are really good actors. Yeah, and like it's a bunch of unknowns, which is fine. But then like that's the problem. It's like you this movie made them all fodder. Like it's so like it's it's which so luckily I, I that's guess, what they right? ended up being, right? Yeah, I guess we can get into the main draw of this, right? Where where the reason why anyone would compliment it, you know, it's the gore. And because they take full advantage of Netflix, they take full advantage of the fact that they can have all this shit and they go for it. Like you said, the first kill, uh first kill is nineteen minutes in. Which yeah. is, you know, out of like the eighty-three minutes, that's fine. Like yeah. I was like, okay, because it, it, it tried to build some sort of a of a story, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but like the good thing is that once the kill starts, like they they don't stop after that point. Yeah, correct. Know? So so like you know, you get that bone kill, which is so creative and so unique. It's yeah, just like a. I had hope when I saw that. Right? Yes. I did. Yes, I I had 100%. a lot of hope when I saw that, and then it started just going away because of just this poor character development and just just poor characterization and just poor storytelling and i'm like okay when's the next kill even you know yeah, even for leatherface himself too like uh, oh that mask like, is bonk bro it's so bad it's that is bad. a fucking like oh uh, like 
Like, I I even told you, like, that old lady who died, whose face he was wearing, she wasn't even that ugly. Like, like, I don't know. I don't understand what happened to the face, man. And then, like, he looked like he put makeup on, like, before. Yeah. You didn't see that. You didn't see it. Like, like, I wish I would have seen, like, the rosy cheeks and the lipstick or something he would have put on. At least I've been like, okay, cool. I get it. You know what I mean? But he did it. He just kept it on. And like I was telling you, he looks like um, it's like an old version of Super Mario, right? Yeah, like from afar, like, like a balding version of Super Mario. Like, he's, <laughs> he's so ugly. And like, and it's not even better when he's covered in blood, which should be like the iconic look. But it's right? not. It's just that the mask is so like just poorly designed that like it doesn't allow you to like enjoy the the actual visual because you should because that's the whole point like there's always a visual in every Texas Chainsaw where he stands tall white stands apron on mask on blood everywhere holding a weapon it was here but then you got that face you're like oh uh that's i'm like can you put a sack over it i think it'd be better if you put a fucking sack over your face dude it's such like a it's such a bad mask like it like and the Leatherface himself, like, it's the same dude, right? Is it the same dude? I, Is that the whole thing? I um, I have to say I haven't looked into that. I don't know. Okay, but so I do have to say that guy was fucking huge. That's the other thing, too. I Holy was going to say that. I'm like, in terms of, like, the rest of his package is great. But like, again, you know I mean? this is the trend, though, Tex, right? Yeah, yeah, you're Halloween right. kills, right? Even in Scream, which had the better story though, so I'm not even putting that in this territory. But Halloween kills, Scream, Chucky, Chucky right? Yeah. And now this one, they've amped up all our baddies. You know what I mean? Which is great. It's awesome. Like some of them have succeeded and putting a good story around them. Scream did a, a, a decent job. Chucky did a great job of putting a good story around them. Halloween did not. And either a Texas Chainsaw. You're bringing these guys back. You're making them these ruthless fucking killers, which is great. But then it's like I tell Tex all the time and I tell you guys all the time. Like, I want a story, man. I love blood. I love the gore and shit. But I need something to follow. You know, I just can't be thrown. Like, like, I don't want to watch torture porn. Like, I I, I don't want to watch Hostile. You know what I mean? So, so speaking of uh, one of the biggest scenes in the movie. So, like, it's getting the most praise for, for, you know... So when he goes to the bus and just starts killing people, it's like this huge massacre. To me, like, you, you buddies know at home by this point, like, I've, you know, on gore, I'm fine with gore, but also I do have, like, I hit my limits pretty quickly. So... <laughs> with, the, with the bus seat i hit my limit pretty quickly it was, was pretty like, excessive i have to say um but honestly um as a horror fan myself it was one of the highlights of the movie because the movie yeah. was so bad so, so like yeah these are the moments that actually kept me engaged in watching the movie just waiting for this shit to kind of go down because you saw in the in, in the trailer you saw some dude oh try anything you're gonna get canceled bro yeah right like oh yeah so dude, everyone least, that everyone yeah. in the boards in the fucking in in the community, dude, they despise that so much. That that one line, too, they were like, yo, you know, I, I've seen that one line quoted so many times in a negative connotation now. Yeah, that you're going to get canceled, bro. You're going to yeah. get canceled, bro. It's like, it's like, man, it's to the point, text that you and I were like, yo, should we root for Richter over here? And Richter was the gun-toting Texan guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it came to that point where you're like, yo, Richter, go fuck him up, bro. <laughs> you yeah. know? But, like, the, that's the yeah. problem, man. That was the problem with this movie. That, yes, the kills were awesome and they kept me engaged. But, like I said, 
The first kill was fucking excellent. After that, it was downhill. It was just, you know, slaughter. Yeah, you know? like, you, you, you can't say this isn't a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, it yeah. is a Texas. It, it's it, definitely it's a, a fucking massacre. massacre. It's so the like, definition of a massacre. Yeah. But I, it's just a story, man. Like, don't bring these things back without a good story. Like, the, the whole thing of, oh, we're going to buy the town. That's stupid. It's stupid. It shouldn't have happened. Like, All they had to do was just do the classic formula of them fucking running out of gas in the fucking dude, middle of nowhere. Like, just at, do it again. I would have Who taken cares? that. At least when they tried it again in Texas Chainsaw 3D, right? When they tried to tie the original movie with something else, right? Right, With yeah. a, um, um, Alexandra Daddario's character. She was the cousin of, of, of Leatherface. So there was a connection, a story there you could follow that I have to say was actually pretty decent to follow. I'm like, okay, cool. This makes kind of sense. It was, um, he was, it was, uh, I'm not sure if you've seen 3D before, uh, Tex. No, no. So she gets, um, mail. She, um, inherited this manor, which is the mansion where the, where these people lived, right? And she was, the sole heir to like the Sawyer family because it was the Sawyers at that time, right? So she goes to Texas, right? But then the people who hunted down the Sawyers know that she's in town and she's like, yo, she can't live. She's a relative of these people. So they're right. trying to coerce so her then- to kind of be like, yo, listen, you, you don't want any of this. We'll buy the property from you. Just leave the town. And right. and then, yeah, and then the, her and Leatherface bond and everything and the, the sheriff and the mayor, they're all assholes and they try to kill her. Yeah, it's that at least had a better story than this one. You can at least understand why the story was being told. Yeah, this one, you know this I mean? one gave us a ton of people not to root for. This one, like, it gave us the return of a character no one cares about. And then, like, she did, she served no purpose in the, like, in the story, ultimately. Like, she, it's just, it's you bad say, text. You this was say, bad. Yeah, you could say, oh, it was for fan service, but, like, for what fan and who did it service? Like, it, it, service of what? You know, so, like, what, yeah. Word. I'm like, I wasn't looking for Sally to come back. Trust me, bro. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and then for her to do nothing but die, you know, and, like, to not even get a Laurie Strode moment of, like, actually fighting back. You know, the, you know, at least in Scream, like, uh, Sydney Prescott, for however little she's in it, gets to do stuff. Yeah, I know. So, so that's the, like, that's the thing. It's like, why would you, why would you pretend this big, big fucking lore mythology is there and then not do anything with it? Not, I don't know, like, Tex. Not treat it like, like, why treat, pretend you're going to treat it like that and then go the opposite direction i'm telling like, you tex mr fetty alvarez's name I mean, is uh is not uh doesn't no. mean much he's attached to it as producer i mean yeah like that's probably why we got so much good gore you know so like you know but yeah but maybe, listen he had like he he's been attached to don't breathe and those stories don't fucking count for shit either. yeah you know and i mean it's like so like know, again like Fetty Alvarez will always be awesome for me because he gave me Evil Dead. You know yeah, I mean? it, it, that's um, the thing. It's like he his one his one was so good. His it's one was like, so good and still stands the test of time. Years, absolutely. a decade plus later, absolutely. that like, hey, he has that that horror cred. You know, he has that pull in the industry with his name. But man, don't breathe. 
Don't Breathe 2, Texas Chainsaw 2022, whatever else he was, he's been involved in since Evil Dead. It hasn't really been good um, in terms of horror, dude. Um, I can look back into his discography at a, at, a, at a later time, but from the top of my head, after Evil Dead, I haven't seen anything that he's made that's good. So anything he's attached to from now on, for me, will always uh, have that air of suspicion, you know? Don't yeah, be suspicious. Don't yeah, be suspicious. It sucks too because once you start thinking about it more, like it starts falling apart more. Oh, it's like the leather, fa- like Leatherface himself is not like superhuman. Jace, he's not like Michael Myers where he's like the vision of evil, and he's not like Scream where you know Ghostface is always just like some human killer. But you two, know? always two. This is why you kill one. There's always the other one. Oh yeah, but like his his whole thing is that he uses a uh he uses a chainsaw and i will give it credit for making him use that chainsaw well like in the whole throwing it yeah like, no like in terms of what he was able to again 100 percent cool. like the stuff done with leatherface yeah, yeah aside the, from the his actual, mask was yes. good <laughs> it was that's that was good that was very good it was like with uh, what the James Jude Courtney did with Michael Myers in Halloween Kills. It was excellent. But yes. then you surround him with everything else and it's not good. Like and you put a bad mask on him. Oh, the, just, yeah. Um, listen, that you mask. A, you put it, a it, bad that, leather face on leather face. Like, yeah, I, like I wish I wish he would have kind of like – You see, this is the problem with the setting. To begin with then, right? Yes, like, this is the something. problem with the setting because like, like if he would have been in his natural habitat, he would have grabbed a crusty old mask or something, right? Yeah. Put he that shit on, man Leatherface. right, dude? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's what we were looking forward to, bro. We were looking yeah, forward to this guy dusting off some old fucking piece of leather off the fucking wall, putting that shit on, you know, with like greasing the, it the up faded, with blood, the faded makeup. And yes, like, yeah, dude. Yeah, you're right. Yes, and and the fact that even in the original '74 Texas Chainsaw, you saw he had several mask options with him too. Like you're you could so have, right. you could have grabbed the one with makeup on it. You could have grabbed the original stitched up one that he's infamous for. You could have done so much more. But then you stick him in this fucking orphanage that nobody knows how he fucking got there. You don't know who this lady is because this this lady doesn't tie back to anything with the original family that we know of. We just know her as running the orphanage. But if you're if you're following the original fucking story, why are you in an orphanage? I don't understand that. Like, they are adamant about connecting this back to 74. But if that's the case, how did he end up in a fucking orphanage? Because um, in all the remakes is where they deal with, the you know, with, with Arlie Ermey, right? And, and the family and stuff like that. But in the original one, nothing ever happens to them. Yeah. Nothing ever happens to them. So why does he end up in an orphanage? And where's the rest of his fucking family? Yeah. And that's why that's why what's her name isn't a final girl. She's just a survivor. She's just she just got lucky tax. Yeah, yeah. She the whole that's the whole thing is she gets into the back of a fucking truck and gets away. It's one of the most iconic fucking horror scenes because it's like, yo, she really just got fucking lucky. Bringing her back, bringing her back to the fold diminishes that fucking scene one hundred percent. You're right because she got lucky and she got fucking. Why would you want to go back into that if you just? Why would you dedicate your life to it? It doesn't make any sense text it doesn't make any sense this is why like it like the whole story got a fucking zero in my book because it doesn't make any sense after surviving something like that right like i would get you want to fight crime or something but like honestly would you want to go back into that like in in reality no you don't no you don't dude absolutely like and then and then on top of that like you said 
you come back for nothing. It's it's for no for fucking, nothing. And like, instead, it's for no reason. Instead, you lock these two girls up in your fucking car to use them as bait at one point, right? Yeah, like it's, which is it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's literally like she doesn't help anyone. She doesn't like get any like anything off of him really like she didn't shoot him she She was just there to give the girl the shotgun at the end yeah like it's so dumb and then also text to your point of leatherface not being superhuman if you go back to 74 the fucking guy is so dumb when he trips he fucking chainsaws his own thigh bro like he's not superhuman he's a human being where you shoot him in the fucking face once he's done you know what i mean he's done and i knew it too the way they were Kind of framing everything. I'm like, yo, he's not dead. He's not dead. Yeah, because you didn't see just, any wounds, bro. Yeah, like she, she shot the shotgun, it. and you're like, okay, where? Like one, the first shot got the chainsaw out of his hands, right? And the yeah. second shot, you don't even see any like, like shoot his fucking face off. What and are you doing why, shooting yeah. this huge guy? S- s- fucking center mass, bro. Yeah, it's spoilers for the ending, I guess. But that's why when he comes in at the end, you're like, oh, of course he's alive. Of he, course he's alive. But all you did was clip him with the chainsaw and then he like fell in the water. Dude, like, I thought on. she was going to actually like gut him. I thought that's what Or put a chainsaw get. through his fucking face. I would have been like, oh. movie, A braver movie would have done that. But yeah. then she uppercutted him with the chain. Come on, dude. That's such like a, it's such a oh. cop out ending too. It's like, yeah because we want to make another one but it's like no you really could have just gone for it right there right like and it would have given us something new it would have given us if listen if the ending went like this if you would have grabbed both sisters right and killed them both and then walked off to his home you know sunset star swipe right right? credits (laughs) done no more sequel needed that's it he's just going off to the to the dark whatever but no you put that in the post credits like my man i don't want to see any more of this dude like yeah. how dare you and first of all <laughs> you put that in the post credits of the netflix thing which first of all dude like you gotta first that's you ballsy have to, like yeah <laughs> that's very ballsy because so i had to fast ball. forward all, pass the credits to see if there's anything else. I'm like, oh, there is. Cool. Let me stop the credits and, and watch the post credits. Yeah, and I didn't know about it till you were like, oh, there's a post credit. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. But like, I would have easily fucking clicked away from that. That would have been the end. Like, Dude, it's a disrespect. And then to have him go back to his like family home. No, he should have been there all along. He should have been there all along. Because just like, like, yo, they never fucked with the town. And they specifically say that in 74, they stick to themselves. They don't fuck with the town. This is why they're fucking cannibals, bro. Like, cause that's the whole point. They were like, this is where all those like redneck fucking horror movies got their idea from, bro. The whole point is this seclusion in the middle of the fucking country. Like, and then somebody breaks down and they fuck up. That's it. It's a wrap. That's the, that's the story. I, like you said, Tex, I would have taken that 110% again, even though it would have been predictable. It would have been a fun predictable. Like, oh, yeah, cause you then know, you would have had the super gore, you know, yes, you know? at least, at least then we would have been like, well, it was the same as the other one. The story's not much, but we would have been like, well, at least the gore was good. You know? And so then like, on top of that, to not get anything about the family and what happened to his family. Dude. After the, after they were so prominent in this in the first one, yeah, because because that's the other thing, right? Like, because that goes back to why is he in an orphanage? Question. Yes, it's like why is he by himself? Why? And, and like I mentioned what? before, the whole point of of Texas Chainsaw is the family. It's exactly, not- and the perspective of 
of the antagonists. Like, they think they're good because, hey, they came to threaten the family. They came to take yeah. us apart. They came to take you from us. No one's going to threaten the family. Yeah. That's the yeah. whole point, Leather, man. Leatherface isn't a thing. He's just a member of the family. He's a member of the of the family. Like, and, and, and they protect him because it's funny. Like, they protect him because he's, you know, obviously he has you know, some mental deficiencies. And they understand that. So, yes, he's their kind of goon. But they also, like... They also made that's sure their to boy. Really show like yeah, this is this is I love you as a member of the family. Yes, kind of thing. and yeah. that's and that's a big part of Texas Chainsaw, and you completely miss that here. Completely, completely, it's gone because in in seventy four and even in all the remakes, the family helps. The family is part of the massacre, right? Yeah, the, the fucking Leatherface is just the catalyst, you know. But the family is the one cooking them up, serving them up, uh, tying them up, and all that shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we lose all of that. We lose the identity of what a Texas Chainsaw Massacre you know, movie is with this one. You're right. Maybe that's why because he's just killing to kill. And now you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's probably why the score is good. But with some kind of story, it would have felt better. But instead of like what we got. Yeah, like, because they're like, oh, they, they killed my orphanage mom or whatever. But it's like, who is she to you? Like, how yeah. did you even end up there? Like, it, they have the balls to show him in a picture of the orphanage when he was younger. Yeah. And I'm like, Which where does did that come sense. from? Yeah. Because if you're trying to do what Halloween did in 2018, you directly follow what happens after the first one. And there's nothing about, like, Harlow and going into the town. And No. No, Tex. This is why this <laughs> one was just kind of, like, I'm so glad I saw it on Friday morning and didn't bother to see it on yeah, a Friday it's, night. Yeah, it's a, it's a stay away from it. I 100% guess. stay yeah, away from it. Even if you're looking for gore, like, I'm just like... If you're looking look for at, gore, go watch All of Us Are Dead, all right? Yeah, go <laughs> Well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Listen, like, I would like, rather revisit 12 hours of All of Us Are Dead than revisit 83 minutes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Yeah, that was, that was rough, right? man. Go watch the... You know what? Go watch the O3 one. Cause like that. Yes, one, that one's good. Go watch. The That's not even my favorite one. Go watch the O three one. Fuck. It won. Go watch. It won the verses. It won the verses. Go watch the, the um Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, the beginning with Jordana Brewster. That's a oh, really right. good one. Yeah. Yes, that that one's awesome. Go watch that one, man. Go watch Texas Chainsaw 3D. Go watch either option out there, but this new one. You can go crazy with the Texas Chainsaw 2. You can go crazy with a, a Texas Chainsaw, what was it? The new beginning or something like that with uh, with Matthew McConaughey you know and what? Zellweger. You, Hell, you can even you can do that. All you can go all the way back to the first one. Fuck. Yes. It. You can go back to you can go back to 1974 and watch a classic that shouldn't have been fucked with. But we know horror gets fucked with all the time. But yeah, folks, go watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Stay away from this one 100,000%. Do not waste your time on it. Don't get don't get lured by the 83-minute runtime, folks. <laughs> don't. Don't. Trust me. Because you will. And especially you horror fans out there. And like the, the trailer, maybe. Or like, you know, don't get lured in by that. Keep going. Go watch them. I think they just added um one of the older ones. Uh, 3D is on Netflix. Go watch 3D. All right? Also, Tex, I um uh, I actually 
had a chance uh, this past week to watch a brand new horror film in theaters that wasn't a franchise, bro. It's been a long time. Um, I, oh, I, I was right. able to catch this one called The Cursed. It's I it I had no clue it was coming out. Right. Um. It was a fun little movie. You can wait for this one. Um. You can okay. wait for it to, until it comes on Netflix or something like that. Um. It was a cool so, little story about so what a, is it, witches. Is it witches? A, is a it? gypsy curse. Ooh. Okay. A gypsy curse that turns things into werewolves. So. Ooh, um, okay. Okay. It was um. It was a slow burn of a movie, but. It had a good story, people, and I'll sit through a slow burn if it's a good story. Um, and this is a good example of what um, a decent story should, you know, just flow like. But even better, folks, this past weekend, my kids and my wife saw The Goonies for the first time. <laughs> and it's so appropriate because as I was watching this Goonies movie that fucking stands the test of time yeah fucking it reminds me so much of uncharted this is why i needed to bring it up (laughs) because it's it's legit uncharted but like for kids bro um except the betrayal with no betrayal (laughs) there's a lot of betrayal in uncharted but dude goonies this is the first time i watched it um in its entirety in my 30s and you know what dude Good fucking movie, man. Like, good movie through and through. Uh, go watch The Goonies. I believe it's, uh, we saw it on HBO Max. It was good, uh, a good movie to introduce my kids into the kind of PG stuff that the, that I used to see, you know? So yeah. you got the shits in there, you know, you got the kissing and the, you know, the heavy petting stuff that we used to see. So, um, it was fun, man. The kids loved it. They loved the, um, the whole sloth, um, character. They enjoyed yeah. uh, the one night Willie adventure. Um, as a kid's adventure, honestly, man, Goonies is top notch. And, and, and the acting by all those young actors at that time, dude, it was good. It's good. Um, and seeing all, going through a lot of shitty stories lately through the movies text. Um, <laughs> and then seeing a good and, one. <laughs> and then seeing a good one, bro. And then seeing a good one. You're like, yo, like, this is a good story. Like, again, folks. I love my gore. I love my violence, my ultra violence shit. Like I love my French horror stuff, but like I need a story, folks. Yeah, I you need, need that substance, a fucking man. story, dude. You because need that substance. after the gore is gone, after the kill's over, there's nothing to fall back on except the story. Um, so folks, go out there and, and go watch a good movie. Whatever the fuck you want. We have 99 of these fucking episodes for you guys with a bunch of recommendations. Highly recommend you guys to go check that out. Thank you guys again for listening. This is episode 99 of The Morgue, an official Cold Feet podcast. Big shout out to, to, to Tex, to Nick Valdez for doing a great job. Big shout out to Mr. Del Varis for the artwork. Big shout out to Glenn Morosky for the music. Big shout out to you guys for listening to 98 of these things, man. <laughs> thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Um, from the bottom of our hearts, legit, thank you. You guys make this fun. We enjoy talking about all this stuff for you guys. And we enjoy seeing that you guys are listening and, you know, and listening to all the old shit, too. So thank you so much for that. Again, folks, go watch a good movie with a good story. And it's a scary world out there, but we're here to walk you through it.